What's going on, everyone? This is Realtor Joe Simona. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Your Cup of Joe. Today, I have not only a business partner, but I consider him a longtime friend and family who has treated all my friends and family so, so well, and I'm honored to have him on here. Joe, Joe Beagleman, please introduce yourself for everyone, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Joe. It's great to be here. Uh, appreciated our relationship and partnership with all these years. I don't know, how long has it been since we worked together? 10 years, maybe? Yeah, it's got to have been at least that long, because yeah. when when I got licensed uh, in 2012, I think I met you a couple of couple of years after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah, so it's been great. It's been great. It's been a great partnership, and appreciate you having me on. And I'm Joe Beagleman. I've been in the mortgage business now for almost 25 years, and uh, love every minute of it. Uh, there's a couple of minutes maybe I don't like, but most of all, I, I like it a lot, and uh, it's been great. It's a, everybody's got a unique situation, so it keeps it interesting. That's great. You know, I could tell that you love the business, that you like the business a lot, and that every situation is unique because you always put the client first, and you always do it with a smile on your face. Every situation is definitely unique. However, as long as I've known you, you've always done it with a smile on your face. I remember a situation specifically where one of my clients got turned down by at least two, maybe three different lenders. And I said, come to my office, come apply, and I guarantee you this guy can get it done. And I still remember the look on this client's face and the smile on the client's face. And it was a first time home buyer who was going to get married. And I remember seeing this person text one of their parents and say, I got approved. And I still remember that. And from that day on, I knew that if, a if I sent you a client and if you told them you're, you're good to go, notwithstanding anything unforeseen that could happen with any lender, but with you, it would close. So for that, I'm forever grateful. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's it's a it's an honor to work with with clients that are referred to me. And if there's a way to get somebody approved, I'll find it. And uh, and you're absolutely right. Like there's no stone I leave unturned when it comes to getting somebody approved. I take a lot of pride in it, and uh, want to keep them as a customer for life. So always do the right thing. Absolutely. How. How soon did you get into uh, mortgages after you left college? Wasn't it shortly after? I actually got into mortgages my sophomore year at Michigan State. I started with Flagstar Bank. Uh, they had an internship program. So uh, I was actually the first intern hired into the program and I uh, did that for about six months, which was really a lot of cold calling and trying to get leads. And then the loan officer would teach me why it was good or bad. And then um, back then we didn't have licensing or, or any uh, long time before you become a, a loan officer. We had a slogan at Flagstar back in the day that said, we'll go anywhere, anytime for a home loan. And uh, and that's what we did. I'd take the lead, I'd go with, over it with the loan officer, and then we'd drive out to the person's house and do their application by hand at their house. Um, and I was on an appointment uh, with, with my boss at the time. We sat down at a kitchen table and did the, did the loan application. We got back into the car and he said, can you do that? I said, yeah, I can do that. He said, okay, you're a loan officer now. So. As a sophomore at Michigan State, I became a loan officer, continued with that, uh, that program there and uh, all the way through college. And about a year after college, I was still with Flagstar where uh, John Adams Mortgage came and recruited me at that point. And uh, that's been the best move of my career. Uh, that's been 20 years 
this past September. I didn't know that. I didn't know you were been with John Adams for that long. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, John Adams is part of the Real Estate One family of companies, Real Estate One, Max Brook, Insurance One, Capital Title, and uh, all of the affiliates. I didn't, yeah, no, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Which, which I'm sure you have friends, family, colleagues in the mortgage industry that are not with John Adams. Sure. And I'm sure, you know, talk about certain situations, something comes up at the dinner table, you're out for drinks, whatever it may be. Based on what you know, and based on what you've heard, what would you say, would you be comfortable enough to say that John Adams, that you all have programs available that others don't have available? Because I know I could say that as a realtor that I've seen them, but from your end, are there programs available that other lenders may not have? Let, let me answer it like this. So we're what's called a correspondent lender. And a correspondent lender does the processing, underwriting, closing, funding, the whole transaction, just like a bank would internally. Um, like a broker, we can go to the large banks, the mid-tier banks, the credit unions, different areas to find the product and usually underwrite for them. We also do a little bit of brokering on a, on a few specific products. So um, we have a crazy big arsenal of products. I would think bigger than most most companies out there. I'd never say that I have something that somebody doesn't have, but the nice thing about us is if you work directly at a bank or directly through a, a broker channel that only works through one channel or through just that credit union, all you have are their specific products. And, and we have a operation staff and a management team that is seeking out great products all the time. And, uh, and I, have a, uh, I have really a product for almost everybody. I'm going to touch on something that was discussed in a previous episode where the, it was a conforming loan limit was like $412,000. And the client was above that loan limit, not by a huge amount, but was above that loan limit and had to go on a jumbo loan. And I still remember the the company that underwrote it you did the loan but the company that it went through the bank that it went through the client was uh the client was a client of that bank and went there and their rate was actually higher so you got the same product in that situation but you got better service through you and a lower rate from the same exact lending institution. Yeah. Yeah, and that can happen because we're not just doing the one loan, right? We we sometimes will sell in bulk, you know? So it's not just the one $400,000 loan in your example. Maybe we're selling, you know, 5 million, 10 million, something like that all at once. So we get some better pricing that way. Absolutely. Joe, you always hold yourself accountable. You're always accurate and you're always available what do you attribute your success to well joe those are the three a's those are those are what i'm all about yeah i mean availability like especially in this market or 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 any market if you need to run numbers you need a pre-approval you need to count on somebody i consider myself the most available you know loan officer in the market my my goal is to get back to every client within five minutes of them calling me if not picking up the phone so you know, I really put a huge emphasis on that. A lot of people say, hey, what, 
why are you so successful? Well, I call everybody back, you know? So uh, that, that's very important um, to, be, uh, to be accountable. You know, I work with a company where there's a management team, there's a president, there's owners, there's people that you're accountable to, you know? So it's not just you're going to some loan officer that works out of their house or doesn't have a, a management team, you know, some small shop where if something doesn't go right, they don't have somebody to go to. So I consider it, uh, you know, I'm accountable to myself more, more than anybody would ever, you know, hold me to. I, I'm tougher on myself. But to have that layer of, of protection there for a client is really important. So I consider being accountable to the client, to the company, always delivering the best service, really important to me. And then accuracy, of course. I mean, look, if, if, you, if I'm running numbers for you and you want to know what your payment is and how much cash you need to close on a house, I better be accurate with it. You know, because I don't want you coming to closing and then those numbers being off. So I take a lot of pride in being accurate and and not even just at closing, but after closing. You know, I take the time to go through, you know, in the state of Michigan, there's the Headley Act, Proposal C, that states that after you buy a house, the taxes, the real estate taxes reassess for a new value. And they can pop up a, a pretty big amount, especially if that current owner has been there for a long time. So I not only break down the numbers on what they are now, I break down them what they're going to be in the future so nobody's ever surprised, because nobody likes surprises. Nobody likes surprises. I'm gonna to touch on two things that you said, and I'm thinking that you have like uh, mind goggles on because you just read my mind something about the taxes. It's something that I do too, the difference of when the uh, taxes uncap and when it, you know it, when it goes to the higher amount. And a lot of agents won't tell their clients about it but to be honest with you, you are the first loan officer or one of the first loan officers that I deal with that actually tells their client about that. And for that, I applaud you. One of the things that I'm really impressed with is you've been at John Adams for 20 years and you said something that honestly touched me and as much respect as I uh, had for you walking in here, that respect climbed. It was the accountability saying that you have people to answer to. And the way that I've always lived my life is that I'm not above anybody and nobody is beneath me and I'm not beneath anybody. But as far as answering to people, yeah, I have an office manager I have to answer to. And acknowledging that, you know, may be tough, but you did it. And you did it happily because you may have, I may have seniority over some people. You may have seniority over some of the upper management, but acknowledging that they hold you, you know, you're held accountable because they are your superiors. As far as a business ranking, that's, that's impressive that you said that. And I, I think that's something that people, people need to know that like, Hey, when people hold themselves accountable and acknowledge that they have to report to people if something goes wrong or even if things, you know, always go right, you have to report to the people, give them status updates, what's going on, what are the clients liking, what's your feedback, what can we try to roll out? So for that, I really appreciate it. Of course. Joe, we've done, I think we've done almost every type of deal together. We've done FHA deals. Um, I don't know if we've done VA, but I know you do VA. We've done FHA, we've done jumbos, we've done MISHTA. MISHTA, for those of you that don't know, is uh, Michigan State Housing Development Authority. Joe, can you tell us 
a little bit about Mishta and tell us why some people don't know about it. My opinion of why some people don't know about it is because not every loan officer is licensed to be a Mishta lender or company. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, what Mishta is? Yeah, of course, of course. So uh, a, a Mishta program is a program set up through the state of Michigan. It's a grant program. And uh, it's a you can get up to $10,000 in government assistance to, to buy your first home. So it's it's pretty huge, especially for first-time home buyers. It's got a, a, a couple of rules associated with it, just like every other program. But the nice thing about Mishta using the down payment assistance program is you only need 1% contribution of the sales price into the transaction. So let's say it's a $150,000 home, a buyer only needs $1,500. The rest of the down payment and cost can come from that $10,000 through the state of Michigan. Now, the $10,000 has to be paid back, but it's at 0% interest with no payments. But a great program, you just simply pay it back when you refinance or sell your home. And I always think of it as the government gave you assistance to get into your home, and now you're repaying it when you refinance or sell so somebody else could have assistance. Now, that's not our only down payment assistance program because we have a Purchase One program that we just came out with that is a, a conventional mortgage has a 3% minimum down payment. Um, this program pays for two of the percent for them. So a, a first-time home buyer or even a move-up buyer, if they fit into the income bracket, will only need 1% down. The 2% down will come from our lending partners. So a pretty sweet program to also lower the amount of money going into a home. The key to that program is there's no PMI associated with it. So you technically get a better rate than the state of Michigan. You don't get as much money because you're only getting 2%, but you get a better rate with no PMI, which is pretty slick. That's, that's great, actually. So the, the rates on that are pretty similar, lower even so, but similar to the Mishta rates. They are, yeah, it, but there's no PMI. But there's no PMI, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so I think the, the equivalent rate to this program versus something through the state of Michigan with PMI is probably in the half a percent, five-eighths area, less when you're considering the delta with the no PMI. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. you, you guys have a new program out where um, something to do with an arm up to a million dollars. And the what's the, what are the conforming loan limits work? Uh, go to this year was a seven six seven hundred sixty four thousand. Yeah, it, 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 in the high seven hundreds for for conforming loans, and then over that would be a jumbo loan. When you go over that conforming loan limit, you start to get into those jumbo pricing, which are higher interest rates. Um, the program I have, which is is not very popular in the market right now, is an arm program, either a seven year arm or a ten year arm, fixed for seven years based upon a thirty year amortization. So the rate would not move for seven years. Then it could adjust. Gives you plenty of time to refinance when the rates drop or 10 year if you want a little bit more time. But the nice thing about the program is there's not an adjustment for whether you're taking a $200,000 loan or a million dollar loan. I can give the same rate. So it's 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 a pretty great product. You need 20% down and be a well-qualified borrower for that. But uh, but an awesome program in the market. I'm glad to be able to offer it. Does it apply to uh, new constructions? Not construction loans, but new construction but New construction and loans, yeah, where the, the construction is done by the builder sure. and we buy it at the end. Absolutely. Yeah, we can apply it to that. Got it. Are you seeing a lot of people doing new construction and loans? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're around. You know, there's there's still a, a decent amount of building going on and, and people buying, buying new constructions. Absolutely. Got it. Do you still remember the first loan that you did? The first loan that I ever did? The first loan that you did, yeah. No. 
<laughs> do you, do you, do you it was re- probably a refinance, though. It was exactly because when I started in the business in 1999, the rates were at about eight and three quarters. Things have changed since the 08, 09, 2010 era. A lot of things have changed. Since those things have changed, obviously things change every day, but are there big changes that you see coming to the market? Yeah, I mean, the only thing constant in the market is change. You know, so every year there's there's a new challenge, there's a, something different, new regulation. Um, yeah, every year, it's what keeps it interesting, actually. So, you know, what is this year going to bring us that, that 23, you know, was different? You know, I think we'll have better rates this year. You know, I think that, uh, the market will open up a little bit. You know, hopefully some more sellers will come to market. Um, you know, there's a stat out there that, you know, for every 1%, the re- interest rate changes, how many more buyers and sellers it brings to market. And it's it's pretty tremendous. Just a couple months ago, the 30-year average of an interest rate was close to 8%, maybe 8.1% was at its high last year. Now the national average is in the low to mid-sixes. That's a huge difference from from where it was. There's certain programs with a five in front of it right now. There's certain programs, you know, that go into that low six number. Um, you know, so the, the market's ready to go, you know. So are the two one buy downs and, and the buy downs in general, are those kind of fading away now as the interest rates go lower? Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. Um, you know, the nice thing about a two one buy down is all the money for the savings for the first two years that you get on the lower interest rate goes into an escrow account. So if you end up refinancing in six months or eight months or a year from now, you get that difference back of the unused escrow. Um, so you don't lose the money when you refinance in a two-one buy-down. A two-one buy-down is pretty costly to get into because it costs the seller about 2% of the sales price. Um, but again, some of that's refundable on a refinance. But none of my clients are looking at two-one buy-downs right now for the most part. I haven't even heard somebody ask for it in months. Uh, just because you can get a really good interest rate right now, pretty, you know, comparatively speaking. And then... We can always refinance when the rates drop. One of the things I have to commend you on again is your ability to separate personal and business. You and I could be talking about something as friends, and then we could be talking about something um, as business partners. And you know how to flip that switch, and you do it so well that it gives me motivation. And one thing I'll say for everyone listening is Joe's Joe Beagleman's work ethic is so strong and his dedication to his clients, it gives me, it's motivation. It's, uh, it's, strength. it's like, you know what? He, he's motivating the way he works, his integrity, uh, his life outside of this. Joe, before we wrap up. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate that. You're, you're so welcome. And it's with pleasure that I say that. Is there, any, is there anything else in the market that clients are not aware of that they should reach out to you or that most people, if you talk to them about it, it takes them by surprise? I think the availability of lower credit, lower down payment type of programs, getting people into the market I think, like you mentioned, a lot of lenders don't offer specific products. You know, I've always prided myself from the day I started till now that any client, whether it's a first-time home buyer at a lower price range or a most qualified buyer or anybody in between, I'm going to treat them all the same way. 
I'm gonna give them great service, I'm gonna give them the best products, I'm gonna find the program that works the best for them. Um, just picking up the phone and calling and asking the question, don't be scared of that. You know, call, let's let's go through your situation. If you don't qualify right now, I'm gonna teach you what to do to get qualified in the future. Um, so don't be worried about it. You know, just call, let's see what, let's see what you can qualify for. Let's make sure it's in your best interest. Find a product that works for you. And if it's not ready now, it'll be ready in the future and I'll help you with it. And I, don't, and I don't charge for the advice, you know? I don't charge, don't be worried about it, just call. Of course, and we appreciate you for that. Couple of off-topic uh, questions not related to uh, mortgages. Can we get the Detroit Lions to see this? This guy goes to more Lions games, has been to more <laughs> Lions games than I've watched, and I think this year it's legitimately paying off. Yeah. So you, mu you must be uh, happy about it this year. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's been electric down there. Yeah, my family's had season tickets since my grandpa had them when Tiger Stadium was called Briggs Stadium. So we've had them like since like 55. So we've had them forever, a couple of years before the championship. And then we had them at the Silverdome and we were in one of, I think the top 10 families to pick them out at Ford Field. So, so. so your grandpa had them, are you grandfathered in, no pun intended? Yeah, I, I have the seniority of my family. Uh, got yeah. it, yeah. got it. So we're. You know, a lot, a lot of years of seniority. I, I call it child abuse for a lot of years. <laughs> but uh, but this year has been electric. It's been fun and, uh, and can't wait for the first playoff game. For sure. Well, Joe, I thank you so much for being on here today. And uh, we'll put your information in the uh, video and in the podcast. And I thank you so much for being on here. Everyone, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Your Cup of Joe. Stay tuned for the next one. Thanks, Joe. Thank you.